Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K.com, and on X, using the handle The Kook. Stephen, for the last time this year, good morning. Good morning and happy old year. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, quite the year. And in fact, the last week really just set it off, I'd say, with, you know, we have government budget, my EFOs, we had US rate announcements, labour force, that's plenty going on for that last week. Lots going on. I think to me, that obviously the biggest issue was the Federal Reserve and the dovish tones, I think it's fair to say, from the FOMC, the Federal Open Markets Committee, the committee that decides interest rate settings, they were really dovish. They thought that there's probably enough evidence that the economy is slowing down, that the inflation rate is falling. And of course, as soon as the markets heard that, we had bond yields rallying aggressively. The equity markets thought, oh, gee, if we've got rate cuts coming in 2024, the valuations on a lot of stocks all of a sudden improved. So the the Dow hit a record high, again, over 37,000 points last week. So, wow, you know, it's to the races for the US. And of course, what happens in the US is critical for the global economy. And here, sort of reinforcing the next move in interest rates is down in Australia. We had, oh, gee, what I'd describe as slightly soggy unemployment labour force numbers. The employment number was actually pretty strong. But, but because population growth is so strong, that increase in employment wasn't enough to stop the unemployment rate going to 3.9%. So the labour market's softening. That's pretty clear. And our market now is pricing in rate cuts in 2024. Okay. So what about the week ahead? Not much going on. I get that. So maybe we'll uh, sort of the week ahead slash when are those rates cuts coming? You just mentioned them, Stephen. Yeah, the week ahead, we've got the RBA minutes of the December meeting, which of course was the one that they were on hold. And the curious thing, and this is one of the things that sort of, again, it popped up in the MIEFO, the Mid-Year Economic and Fiscal Outlook from the government last week, is that there is a divergence on, in particular, the inflation forecast from the RBA in November, which is the latest publicly available number, the Treasury forecast, which obviously came out last week. And Treasury has a forecast profile for inflation that's about half a percentage point lower than the RBA. Okay, so I think half a percentage point is not much. But in the scheme, when you were targeting 2.5% for annual inflation, the difference between 2.5 and 3 is quite a lot. Now, the reason that difference could well be, and this is why my convoluted answer to your question about these RBA minutes, is that the Treasury had an extra month of data than the Reserve Bank when they put out their forecast in November. In that month, in that month, we saw that surprisingly low monthly CPI result. The global price of oils down around US $70 a barrel from 80-something US dollars a barrel, which the uh, RBA was assuming. So, yeah, the minutes might actually sort of incorporate some of that more, what do we call it, low inflation. Good news. Yeah, yeah. I'd call it good news. Now, Stephen, it is the last show for the year. How would you characterise 2023 from an economist's perspective? Yeah. In, in a funny way, it's been a year of disappointments in a sense. The economy has slowed. And when we look at the consumer, the consumer side of the economy has been where all of the pain has been felt from these rate hikes, 
from the fact that inflation was high, particularly at the start of the year. Now, we just mentioned it's coming down, which is a great thing. But, you know, it's really one where oh, I, I like economic growth and I like unemployment to stay low. But yeah. as we get to the end of this year, the, the economy's soggy, weak, it's declining in per capita terms, as we discussed, I think it was last week or the week before, unemployment rates creeping up. And that sense of optimism from the consumer side just is not there. So in terms of the economic scorecard, it's a five out of 10 year. It's not a recession. It's not a catastrophe. But, oh, I'm hoping 2024 is a better one. Look, I'm going to take you. I'm, you're a bit miserable, Stephen, I'm afraid. You know, we have a, oh. a budget. We have a budget surplus. We have growth slowing down to, what, one and a half, somewhere between one and a half and 2%. Not bad, given we've had yep. 14 rate hikes in the last 18 months. We have an unemployment rate still under 4%, still under full employment probably. I just reckon you're being a bit miserable, Stephen. Unfair? I'm an optimist. Yeah, I'm one of these sort of people that, you know, when I'm backing a horse, I prefer it to win by four lengths than by a nose. And uh, <laughs> at the moment, we're just winning by a nose. Yeah, fair enough. Stephen, thank you very much. Thanks for everything this year and enjoy your holiday break. Happy New Year, Sean. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Cook. You can find him at The Cook. Com and follow him on next using the handle The Kirk. I'm Sean Aylmer, and this, for the final time this year, is Fear and Greed the Week Ahead. 